the community. Inspire Radio. Gabby and I have a special guest today. We have Sev and Sev is going to chat to us about what he does. How are you going there, Sev? Yeah, good, thanks. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for joining us. So tell us a little bit about what you actually do. What are some of your, what are some of your, you know, different branches of work? Yeah, yeah. So I started off with uh, let's go back 10 years ago I started off as just uh, finding my way through uh, and what I wanted to do um, I got picked up to play footy in the waffle for Subiaco and then eventually West Perth uh, throughout that time I grew to um, uh, to build a successful personal training business and during that time I decided to go to uni to study um, high school teaching and uh, long story short um, that's segue into me uh, wrapping up the personal training business because I wanted to go full-time into my teaching. I uh, had a career decision to make about footy and I lost my passion for it, so I decided to pick up photography. And it's kind of been like an overlap sort of journey where I'd find something really interesting and I'd start doing that and then that would be my main focus. And uh, now where we're at is um, I've loved teaching, I've enjoyed the journey as a teacher. Um, I've recently resigned and uh, am now a full-time creator, photographer, videographer and social media business developer. One thing I'm curious about now, from the sounds of things, you like to be a bit of a, I suppose, a leader in a sense. You've been a personal trainer, you've been a teacher, you're on social media. I have seen some of your videos. Would you say you've got, and excuse the pun here because my name is Gabby, but you have the gift of the gab? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I try to be as um, <laughs> modest as possible, but uh, uh, here, or humble, I think that's the word. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely see myself as more of a leader and helping people than um, just going uh, going through the motions, for sure. And Sev, so this is Ria. I just wanted to ask you, you seem like a very um, focused, ambitious, intelligent, driven sort of person and to have all these different careers. Um, how do you sort of decide um, where you want to go next um, that you can fit so much into one lifetime? Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you've gotten into so many different things, how you've had the confidence to pursue that from your, I guess, a mental health perspective? That's a lovely way to start a Monday morning with all those lists of things. Thank you so much. Uh, firstly, it's, uh, it's, it's coming from a background uh, of uh, being the underdog, the, uh, the, uh, the had left. So I migrated from Russia in 1997 with my mother. And uh, we came from pretty much nothing. I mean, we weren't super poor or anything like that. Uh, but um, we, we we're living in a third world environment. And uh, migrating here, um, my mum helped me build my uh, or maintain my perspective and build my self esteem, which is one of the most important things a mother can do for her child. And that has given me the gift of the gab, as you would say, and. Um, yeah, just there is, you're right, there's not enough time in this lifetime to try everything. But I want to give it a go. I want to give it an absolute crack. So you've put yourself out there, you've put it all out on social media, um, as we can see. What are some of the different me- social media platforms that you are available on or what you are using at the moment? Um, 
so the first, firstly, with social media, I'll just start from the beginning. Um, I started with MySpace back in the day. Oh, gosh, and I then, remember that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then um, I never really wanted to go on Facebook because that was considered for the older people. Uh, nothing really has changed except now I'm one of those older people. And um, then Instagram came about and I thought, okay, another social media platform. And then I saw the uh, use of it through the photography side. I'm like, no, this is where I can, you know, plug my art and have like a little gallery of all my photos that I put up. And then tell a story. It's a lot easier to tell a story if you have a visual sort of aspect about it. Um, then we moved into YouTube. I started getting into videos. And then finally, we ended up uh, currently at uh, TikTok as the main sort of uh, social media platform that I'm focusing on. One, because there's uh, where the most of the attention is. Two, it's still growing. And three, it's a lot quicker to process videos, which means uh, I have a lot more time for business and other things. And so being a social media expert as well, can you tell us a little bit about where you've gotten that experience from? So obviously you've been using it yourself, but to use it effectively and efficiently for all of your many different um, ongoing projects and businesses? Yes, absolutely. So with the social media expert side of things, um, like, I've never, I've never done any marketing courses, no studying at TAFE or at uni. It's just all about trial and error for the last 10 plus years and, and kind of uh, uh, crystallizing it all together and saying, oh, okay, I've, I've, I've done this um, back in the day. It didn't work and now I'm going full, full, full on with it. And uh, a good example is when I was personal training, um, Facebook and Instagram were still growing and had I implemented what I know now back then, I probably could have scaled the business further and and who knows what could have happened. But uh, now that I know what I know, I'm going into the next sort of uh, business, which is my wedding photography business. And that is uh, really um, paying dividends on all of my past experience. And, uh, and now I'm also um, getting hit up by other vendors, other businesses who want my experience in particularly the new quick video vertical side of things because they're realising uh, with my evidence that I provide. And we are back. You're listening to Keep It Real with Gabby and Ria. It is the 11th of the 1st, 2021, and it's 10 to 10. We have Sev here. How are you going there, Sev? What an absolute cracker of a song. That, that takes me back, that one. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. It's definitely one from the youth. Um, okay, so one thing we were discussing before this was you were saying how you were using social media to obviously build your portfolio. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I've been a little bit sick, so I've got a bit of a croaky voice. Um, <clears throat> so you've built it to, to build up your business and you've you found all these different loopholes and ways that you can promote yourself. I want to talk about it now from the other side of things. So there's been a lot of rap um, in the last probably year on regards to TikTok and people's um, fear of their children using it. Um, It's apparent ownership apparently by the Chinese government. I don't know if that's true or not. And obviously there was a case last year, later last year, where someone actually committed suicide and it was put on TikTok, I believe it was, and it was seen by a lot of children. How do you feel that impacts the mental health and well-being and, and how do you find that balance to, to sort yeah, of, yeah. Like, you know. Great question. These are great questions. And, uh, and this is something that definitely needs to be talked about a lot more. There's a huge debate going on about whether social media is uh, healthy and beneficial for 
um, children to consume daily. And uh, and I'm not I'm not talking on behalf of TikTok or, or any social media platform. I'm talking on behalf of myself with the whole, um, especially the suicide thing um, that happened on TikTok. The uh, the app itself made everything they did everything they could to to put it down to take out that video as soon as they could. I remember that day or a couple of days where trolls would be coming in and putting it on there just to see if they could harm the app. And uh, it was a, it was a, uh, I never saw the video, um, but uh, yeah. And it was, it was quite traumatic for a lot of uh, people who watched it. But um, it's, it's funny because, uh, and I'm not saying it's funny in a bad way. It's probably bad timing to say that, but uh, Facebook's done it. Um, Reddit's done it. There's a play. There's dark web uh, websites that are very accessible, easily accessible to children and the youth and anyone um, that have even worse videos on there. Um, it all just comes down to how the parents educate their children and provide that information on what could be out there. And if they're that worried, then there's the uh, option of. You know, controlling their social media use and, and being there with them. And, and when, when it does happen, when they see something traumatic, they sit down with their child and, and speak about it and saying, this is how the real world is. Um, not trying to fully shield them from the realities of life. So, um, so there's pros and cons. But going back to a lighter state of, uh, of using social media, it's the new age. Kids are going to do it. Everybody's doing it, and that's and that's the bottom line. And you know, using social media, whether it's you know um, cut up a little bit and uh, regulated, uh, moderated, or you're using it a lot. See, for me, I used it a lot. I was on the computer all the time, many hours of the day. My mum would tell me off all the time, and now I'm using it because it's my passion. I know a lot about it, and I'm making a career out of it. And that could be the same result for um, the youth uh, as well nowadays, especially as we progress more into a digital age. There are schools out there that use iPads. Every student has a computer and they're all using devices every day anyway because that is the new up-and-coming way. That's the main tool to educate kids. The biggest con in that, though, is because of those negative videos and, again, it all just comes down to education. If we put ourselves in front of them inside the actual apps and social media platforms that they use, then the kids will actually be able to learn what is right, what is wrong via social media, not doing it externally because that's the olden days. Um, so oh, so just, just off the back of that, Sev, uh, we did have a chat earlier and you mentioned that you do have a bit of background regarding mental health. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? So coming up from, uh, uh, I lived in the country um, in Kalgoorlie um, through my high school and there was a lot of experiences there that, uh, that, are, that could be quite traumatic to most people. And I actually just came off the phone with my mum this morning. Um, there was a case um, recently in Kalgoorlie where a kid, uh, um, not going to go into details, but it was uh, the worst case scenario and uh and we were talking about it because she's a teacher there, and uh, there was uh, you know, she she is involved in the community, and and she was she was beside herself when she heard about it, and uh, this sort of thing um, it, it impacts me as well because I've had friends 
close friends who have passed on um, due to uh, not being able to get through their um, the depression or the black dog, as they would call it. And and I'm I'm seeing how we can do something about it before it gets worse, especially at a younger age. Um, kids as young as four to six are now saying that they're feeling, you know, depressed and 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 uh, doing things to themselves that that are considered really super harmful and. What I want to do is I want to make an impact and putting myself inside these social platforms where the kids say, hey, he's having a good time. Um, I might I might see, I might follow in his footsteps or he's leading by example. Oh, wow, he's living, living an amazing life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit him up and, and see how I can live my own amazing life. And then all of a sudden there's less depression and there's less um, there's less uh, risk of self harm, and and that's that's the that's the key. Like the best the best thing about life is to um, you know have a good life yourself, but also impact others' lives so they can also be fulfilled. I'm loving what you're bringing up, and it actually poses some more questions for me. But I believe we need to go to a song, so we're going to do that sure. first. And when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about then the I suppose the persona we portray ourselves on social media versus the reality. And if you're happy to come to yeah. we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that after the break. Perfect. Excellent. I've got another we'll be right one. back, guys. Wonderful. <laughs> I've got another one here, Seb, from our youth from Panic at the Disco. Here we go. Excellent, excellent. And we're back, guys, and we're really, really lucky this morning because we have Sev on the phone. Now, Sev, you're going to have to help me out a little bit out here. How do I pronounce your last name? Is it Mazave? Mazave? So think of the word. Think of the word measure. You're measuring something. The je in measure, and yep. put that je into and say mojaev. Mojaev. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Emphasis on the V. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So now I want to talk to you a little bit about. Um, you were saying how um, you've had friends that have suffered, and we talked a little bit about social media as well. Now, do you believe? And I, and I mean, this is something I strongly believe, um, that there is a persona that everybody puts out there on social media, whether it's on Facebook, it's on TikTok, it's on Instagram. Um, there was a uh, recently a film that came out, a documentary film on Netflix about the social media and actually took you some of the, the big people who have worked at these, these various uh, social media platforms who talked about how they utilise social media and how they get people addicted and how it affects people's mental well-being. And these were people that were sort of coming out from under the rocks who were saying that you know, there's a lot of negative that's come out of this and we feel guilty that we've had some part in this. You're seeing people who are putting their lives out there to say that my life is so fantastic, it's so wonderful, things are going so well. But meantime, behind the screen, life isn't as good as what is being perceived. Can you see the negative impacts this is having today on people? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is the topic that I would put em- emphasis on when I was uh, teaching my kids um, back in school um, when I was teaching. And uh, it just all comes down to uh, you focus on your own life. And if you see someone else living their best life on social media, doesn't necessarily mean it's always you know bells and whistles for them. Mm. And uh, the, the impact that social media has made on kids to create that um, artificial reality, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing. But again, it just comes down to um, helping educate kids and saying this is not 
what it's always what it's like. It's not always rainbows and butterflies out there, and and these and these uh, influences and and uh, celebrities they, they all have their downfalls as well. And it, it, the real people that you have to you know look into are the ones that are sharing the stuff where they are challenged and they, they do fail and you know they, they tell their stories um, not just here's my Lamborghini here's my private jet here's my Gucci handbag how good is my life right now that mm. word those two words there right now nobody's life is perfect everybody has demons and skeletons in their closets and it just all comes down to being a genuinely good person and the biggest thing that I would recommend to kids um, and their parents to really try and uh, put an emphasis on is I wonder how these celebrities and these influencers act in real life when the cameras are away. It's hard to tell. It Mm -hmm. is hard to tell. And you look at history and all these different um, people who have actually fall or fell, sorry, and um, people have found out that they're not that great of a person you look at the, how they bounce back or, uh, or you know, like, for example, um, Logan Paul. And there's, there's a very, very popular on, on YouTube. Mm. Um, years ago, he was, uh, he was documenting his trip in Japan, um, I believe, in, uh, in, a, in a forest that was renowned for suicides. And apparently he found a, a, a body that he poked with a stick and everybody went, oh my what the hell? This isn't what I want to see. Yeah, mm. this is what I want to see. And... And now everybody loves him again. He's he's, he's uh, boxing and um, real popular again. And it's just like, do people forget? Do they forgive? Mm. It just all comes down to. And I hear some things again along the grapevine through my networks of uh, influences. We've got the bunny ears going with the fingers, and mm. um, and they say that you know these specific people aren't all they're cracked up to be either. So, at the end of the day. No matter who you are, whatever you see on social media, focus on yourself. Be your biggest fan, and you know, live your best life by being good to others as well. That's it. that's really it. And Sev, following on from that, I guess I I just wanted to backtrack a little bit and talk a little bit more about how you mentioned before the break um, about how you approached people who you thought were doing really well and asked them how they got to that point and um, sort of, you know, mapped out your journey from there. Can you tell me a little bit about what you think regarding um, how important it is to be very choosy with the people you surround yourself with? That's a very good um, question and, and, and it's uh, something that, that a lot of kids, um, they, they, they want to go into the popular groups. They want to be popular. That's, that's, uh, that's the aim. And then when they're finished school, the popularity game turns to social media. They want as many followers as they can. So they try and, you know, hang out with the popular kids or the popular adults and celebrities and influencers so they can gain that social media clout. And it becomes toxic. It becomes toxic. You don't end up being your own person. You start doing things that you're not really actually passionate about all because of some numbers and some some stigma created by social media and to, to yeah, just the, the, the numbers are everything apparently. And they're not, they're not. Your well-being is everything. And the, the funny thing is once you realize that, you start to work on that yourself and you start to share that story, that's when people, the real people actually say, well, this person is legit. They're, they're, they're living their best life and they're actually 
showcasing everything about it. Like you just asked before, people that have come from nothing are the ones that end up being the most successful, the most popular, because they know what it's like to have failed at the start. So I hope, I hope that answers the question. I tend to ramble sometimes. No, that's okay. There is one quick question I'm going to ask you before we go to the break. Is You yeah. talked about what we share out there on Inspire, Read- yeah. oh, it's Inspire Radio. I'm on Inspire Radio. What we share out there on Facebook. Um, what about overshare? Now, there are people that we say to people all the time, hey, you know, we need to reach out. We need to ask for help. Do you think, though, that that often leads to cases of overshare as well? When do we draw the line and say this person needs help or this person has something else going on? Uh, uh, are you talking about people that are oversharing their lives or they're yes, oversharing yep. that they need help? Yep. That they, I'm thinking about people oh, oversharing their lives. Okay. I'm into every detail yeah. that they can put out there and it often can sometimes come across, I think, very hostile. Um, whether yeah, it be about um, family members. I mean, how do we draw the line and say we've given people the freedom of, of, of speech to put it out there on social media. We've given people this right to use it. But is there a problem with overshare then? Are people oversharing their problems to the wrong people, if you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I mean, you can, you can take it two ways. Firstly, there is a whole following of the royal family. They want to know everything about the royal family. Mm-hmm. There's an even bigger following of the Kardashian clan. Everybody wants to keep up with them for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oversharing, that's their business. Mm-hmm. And then people go and say, right, well, if they're oversharing and then they're selling, selling out their makeup line um, in seconds, well, maybe I should start oversharing and then eventually sell something myself or get brand deals or something like that because they think that that's what, that's what happens. What about people but if it's though, who, family? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I was going to say, like if people who are, who are targeting people online, that sort of abuse, yeah. that sort of thing that is happening online where people are going out of their way to basically air their dirty laundry. Oh, oh, like you're talking about bullies and, and online trolls? Sort of, yeah. Or people who are just having problems with a certain person in their oh, life. Oh, those are the ones that are oversharing? Or, yeah. the ones, or are they the ones that are attacking the people that are oversharing? The ones that are oversharing, i.e. they've had a bad the day one- at work and they're going home and they're getting online and they're saying, my boss is a, a you know what. <laughs> well, my, my message to them simply, and, and people can take this their way as well, is you know, they're, they're doing their thing and if it makes them feel better, great. Mm. However, if they're not actually doing something about it, they're just complaining about it, yep. then they're just wasting their time. That's Beautiful. that's my real opinion about that. Yep, that's awesome. Nope, that's what I sort of want to know. Wonderful. <laughs> and I could not have put it better myself, Sev. So we're just going to go to a song and we'll come back for another segment with you and um, chat a little bit more about yourself. Excellent. Thank you. My name's Mark McGowan and you are listening to Inspire Radio. And we are back. It is 10.14am and we are lucky enough to have Sev on the line. How are you going there, Sev? Yeah, still good, thanks. Still good, thanks. We want to thank you so much for coming in, uh, speaking to us today, Sev. Sorry, coming in. Oh, there you go. See, it's Monday. Wake up, Gabby, um, for speaking to us today. You've, you've had a, like some really great points and we've got some really great feedback online. But we want to know a little bit more about you as a person. Who are you? What you know? What? How did you get through COVID? And yeah, uh, how I got through COVID. Mm. Um, first, firstly, I uh, uh, I can try to keep this short as possible. But uh, I um, last January I came into contact with a um, um, an angel investor, and we had a bit of a chat about money. And uh, they and and he just taught me everything about like you need to 
get out of debt and you need to think about your future in terms of what if you wanted to change your career again. And that sent me on a, uh, a road to getting out of debt really quickly and then proposing to my girlfriend, to which I got married to last November. Congratulations. Um, and then, That's really thank cute. You. <laughs> and then um, saving, saving money just to have a massive buffer so then I had more freedom to try and fail and then hopefully eventually succeed in whatever I wanted to. And then COVID hit. And then, yeah, I, that's when the big failure happened with everybody. And uh, I went back to school for a little bit um, just to, you know, survive. And uh, I enjoyed it. But at the same time, I knew that my passion laid in content creation um, in the business side of things. And that's where I'm at right now. Um, I don't just want to create videos and photos for my clients. I want to help optimize their business and strategize for their future because why do people want content? To get more sales, to get more followers. So and you're a bit of an entrepreneur. The biggest thing then. is, oh, I'd say I'm a, I'm a bigger entrepreneur, actually. It's, it's a word that I don't put in my bio because a lot of people use it in the wrong way. But uh, it's something that I'm really passionate about and, I've, and I've, I've been doing since I was a little kid. I've always enjoyed the hustle, the work, um, the, the art of the sell, but also the art of seeing someone else succeed because you helped them um, at the beginning. That's, that's what drives me um, forward. And, uh, yeah, it's currently doing that with my wife, um, helping her out. She came out of a, um, a really toxic job in the retail um, in world, and uh, I'm helping her find her passion now, and that's, and that's super fulfilling. That's wonderful. And that, it just sounds awesome. It's everybody's dream to have a partner they can work <laughs> together with. Um, but Sev, I, I am really interested and I'm I'm not trying to compare. Um, I am an yeah. avid follower though of Kerwin Ray. And I guess what I see from him is something that I see in you. Higher level thinking, intelligence, self-awareness, maturity. Um, and I'm just wondering if anyone is looking for something some sort of advice or somewhere to, to find you to get that information and your content that you're creating so that they can start that journey with you, where would they go? And also, is that the sort of level you're looking to, to rise to or even, or even further? The best thing about Kerwin Ray, um, and he's, he's probably in my top 10 um, of the people that I, you know, most influenced with at the top of the list is Gary Vaynerchuk from America. Um, those two guys are amazing. But Kerwin Ray specifically, as he's a Australian-based, um, he's he's a father and he's got a, a few more years on him um, than I have, which uh, means he's a lot more experienced. He's uh, he's done a lot more. But that's when uh, that's where I have a, a little bit of an advantage. I've got that extra time to watch what he does and how he does it and implement it in my own way and optimize it in my own way. I don't copy people. I see how they do it and, and see how I would do it. Yeah, evolve. And, and it's the same with when I, when I have kids eventually. And this is a big one for the parents out there. You want to raise your kids to be better versions of yourself the best way they can be. And mm. that's, that's the real the goal. Point. I and love that. And, and you don't 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 start to tell them. Don't go on your iPad. Don't go on your social media because they'll do it even more. 
they just they just need a little bit of time to realize, oh wow, this is I can do more with myself here, and that's how they evolve themselves. Um, but yeah, for for myself to reach out to me, um, you can find me on Instagram. Probably the best way to do it, which is at Sevspix S E V S P I C S, and you can contact me through there via direct message. Um, that's probably my favourite way of doing it because there's a lot more features in terms of sharing and and audio messages. People send me big paragraphs saying, "Hey, I'm this person, this person. Can you help me out?" And I just send them an audio message and it has just better, it's more fun. Mm, absolutely amazing. You've been really inspiring today and you've sort of opened up the eyes of a few people today. Um, I know, like we said, we've, we're getting some great feedback on our profile right now of people saying that you're very you, – you just – they're admiring all the work that you're doing and where you've come from. Um, before I finish up, there is one question I do have, though. You play for the Waffle. Who is your favourite AFL team? <laughs> I, I used to play for the Waffle. I retired in 2017, and I honestly haven't watched a full game since. Oh, no. Um, my, favorite, <laughs> my favorite team growing up was the Adelaide Crows, like back in the like late 90s. <laughs> um, but a lot of my uh, – I've got a lot, a lot of friends now that, that play for the Eagles and Ooh. also over in, in Brisbane. So, yeah. Absolutely. Those are, those are my two teams that I watch. But I don't really go, oh, my God, I'm an Eagles supporter. <laughs> oh, that's so, okay. We'll yeah. forgive you. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for speaking to us today. I really want to thank you as well for coming in with all no of your problem. vast experience and just um, blowing my mind. Thank you so much. It's been really interesting <laughs> hey, to interview you. Uh, thank you so much. And if I could just shoot one shot, if I may. Um, I've got. Uh, I've been following Mark McGowan for a while. I'm not really into politics, but that man is is uh, is my hero. Oh, we well, got <laughs> and, to uh, interview I've been trying him. to get him. Yeah, we got to interview him. I've been him. trying to get him on my <laughs> podcast. And Mark, if you can hear this and you want to come on my podcast, let's have a cup of mate. I'll uh, I'll put the kettle on. Maybe we could send you through some contacts. We'll see how we go. <laughs> but yeah, no, absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. And if you've missed, um, if you didn't get to see here of all of Sev's amazing interview today, it will be up online on Anchor later. Um, Sev, we will send you through a copy of the interview. Thank you so much for joining us today at Inspire Radio. All right, thanks very much, girls. Thank you. Thank you. For the community, Inspire Radio.